You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 343. You're listening to The Lively Show. This podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the show today. I am so excited to be with you sharing a little bit of a hodgepodge, just a very casual, very fun, almost like those voice memos I was doing earlier. I hope the audio is doing as well as it can. I still don't have the pop filter, so I'm using literally tights on top of my microphone to hopefully kind of muffle the high points of the sound on the microphone as I share with you guys. But hopefully it sounds as good as we can until I can get a pop filter. One thing I want to start with is just to say thank you guys so much for joining the Lively Community app. For those that have decided to join it, let's see, I'm going to go on the app right now and just see, I'm curious on how many people are on it right now. We've had a really nice little start to it. There are already 685 members as of the time of me recording this podcast, which is what, Monday morning here in Lisbon. So yeah, 685 members already in here. I've even seen some men or at least man (laughs) that's popped up in the feed because I'm following all of the groups. So that is cool too. So whatever persuasion you may be, feel free to join us. This is not just an only any part of any type of population. It's just those that are interested in the topics that we talk about here on The Lively Show and in inner voicing, et cetera. So thank you guys for sharing and being in there. I've noticed that there's a lot of inner voice in real life sharing happening, some super woo. Let me scroll through the feed. Nature and beauty. It's so fun to see you guys share all the places you are in the world and what nature and beauty is looking like where you are. Manifesting magic. Someone wants to talk about online MFT programs. Not sure. I guess manifesting programs is MFT, the new acronym for manifesting. That's new to me. Let's see. We've got other manifesting magic, super woo, manifesting magic. So anyways, yeah, you can see a lot of different groups and you can join whichever ones feel exciting to you when you join the app, if you decide to do so. Totally free on your app store, wherever you are. So totally your call if you want to. But in addition to that, on the app and also just on justlively.com, we have a few courses coming up. One will be the COCO, the Collective Collective. We have just wrapped up round three. And to be honest, I think it keeps getting better and better. And Annie would agree. The questions that people are asking in the COCO, the Collective Collective, are just next level. Like we've seen such a progression over the course of doing these group calls where people in the COCO, the collective collective, sending questions to ask the collective and I host as DJ and ask Annie and the collective through the questions and the answers. It's just so magical. And we keep getting more and more questions. Sometimes we cover up to five to six pages of questions based on what people have sent in. So if you're intrigued by that, we'll be doing an episode with the collective here on the show in the coming weeks before we do our next round four of the COCO. So if you're interested, you'll get a little taste of the collective. You may have heard them in the last season of the show as well. I had the collective on many, many times and I have loved their energy so much. And it just keeps deepening into the experiences of those of us in the calls themselves. 
if that's interesting, stay tuned for that. And in addition, we have the collaboratory. So the collaboratory is for the IVFT, Inner Voice Facilitator Training grads that did our first round of the course, the first beta round. Those people are now starting to do courses and dropping classes through Team Lively. This is something that they naturally and organically wanted to do through our team. I never imagined in a million years that this would be happening through the Team Lively, JessLively.com slash the collaboratory IVFT. Even IVFT was actually driven by the community asking me to teach how to do what we've been doing and seeing the changes that the people that have been trained in it so far have had in their own lives and their clients. It's just really satisfying and it makes total sense. Like I was so lucky to be able to spend so much time with all of my clients and our voices and to grow personally by just marinating and basking in all of that time with enlightened consciousness through everyday people, just getting them to do an inner voice session for two hours. I would get two hours of enlightened time with consciousness around the planet through so many different people and places. It was incredible. So now to see the IVFT grads going through that experience themselves and seeing them enrich their own lives and connection to their own inner voices, it just makes perfect sense that that wasn't just an experience. Only I, as Just Lively, the little gritter could receive. Like this is amazing. So now in addition to just doing the one-on-one, some of the people are starting to do IVFT grads collaboratory courses through us. And we'll be doing some drop-in courses shortly as well. So I'll be giving you more details on the little micro-dosing, if you will, of inner voicing. But these are longer form courses that are coming up. We have two. Intuitive Dating is one of them starting January 4th. It's a seven-week course designed to unravel old stories your mind may be carrying that make dating feel harder than it needs to be. They'll uncover the ways you've been taught to think about relationships and create space for the inner voice to show us a different way of approaching romantic connections. How good does that sound? Oh my goodness. I think the Jess character from the last several years probably could have really used that course. You could uh, sign up over at JessLively.com slash collaboratory. That one's run by Emily and Hannah, and they are so excited to do so. And they're two very fun, bright, very lively collaborators indeed. Now we also have Soul Food, which is running its second round of the course starting January 12th. So Soul Food with Hannah has actually already run through the holiday season for the first people that she worked with in this round. She wanted purposely to do two rounds of Soul Food during the two seasons of food, if you will, that people most with food, mental issues, and control tend to focus on. The holidays and what to eat or what not to eat during the holidays can be very stressful for mentally obsessed food minds. I can attest to that from nine years of my own eating journey in the past. And also the new year, the new year, new you kind of resolution phase that seems to have died off significantly, I feel, at least in the space that I'm occupying on thine and on the world. I just really haven't noticed people talk about resolutions, although let's give it a week and see how much there is. But anyways, for those like my old self that used to get really up into the mind about what the new year was going to be like around food, this is also a new time for her to do some group work with food and intuitive eating. So Soul Food is an intuitive eating course that dives deep to connect you to your inner voice on the topics of eating and body image. If you're sick of trying everyone else's diet tricks and want to find the peace and sustainable connection to your inner voice around food, this is for you. That starts on January 12th. So again, justlively.com slash collaboratory is where you can go to find those courses and future other collaboratory courses. And then also the drop-in sessions. But like I said, that's kind of 
on the horizon. And that I think is going to be a super fun thing for you guys to dive into once we've got that up and officially running. But yeah, in the meantime, feel free to join the app if you want, totally free. Join the courses if you'd like to, and that's what your inner voice is calling you to. They're very excited to work with you. Letitia is also one of our IBFT grants who officially wrapped our very first course that was run through our collaboratory that was for moving forward, which is for IVFT grads that wanted extended business coaching and training. And it's just been fun to hear from Hannah and Letitia as they've actually wrapped up their first courses. So the collaboratory is very curious. So how did it go? And it's just so amazing because the people that come to these courses are so aligned because I always say, if your inner voice or intuition wants to, we're excited to work with you. So we're always in this idea of asking you to tap into the inside of you to see if something like a course is right for you. And so those that get that inner yes have an amazing experience because their intuition is leading them forward, not their mind. And so it's usually just such a beautifully fun and flowing experience. It always is for me. And now it's fun to see the facilitators themselves and collaborators having the same with the people that they're working with. So that's cool. All right. Now I wanted to jump in here. I hope that this will be able to air before the holidays. Chelsea's our new Lively Show producer. So hopefully she's able to get this in before the holidays for you guys. It doesn't matter, of course, if it doesn't hit you guys before the holidays. But I think the topics I'm going to share on from my own personal life in the last few days could be something really topical and timely for the holiday. So maybe these are little things that are happening in my life that might be a reflection of something that you can take into the holidays in your life. So two things I wanted to talk about, and both of them happened last week, one on Thursday and one on Friday. As I had shared, this is going to be a bit more of a flow diary season, at least to start. So I'm just really sharing how I'm living life as accumulation up to this point of all of the things and topics we've shared and points of view and points of consciousness, et cetera, et cetera, over almost seven years of the show. By the way, someone on the comments on the new season said she started with episode one of the Lively Show probably 343 days ago because she started with episode one and worked her way from one to episode 341. And then the next day after she finished the show in sequence, not skipping an episode, she reached the next season, like the first episode of this season aired the day after she wrapped up all of the other episodes. How magically aligning is that? So imagining this person, what her experience of this has been, of my consciousness unfolding and everybody along with us, how interesting. So anyways, you guys are going to notice that some things I'm going to share are a lot like things I've shared from before, like manifesting, law of attraction. Those things don't go away. I just kept expanding that and that and, 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 and. And so it's now as I live life, it doesn't negate old ways of being. It includes old ways of being and seeing and also allowing for even further realizations, further expansions. So you're going to notice that some things are going to sound a little bit like, oh gosh, Jess is like super still into law of attraction or manifesting. Well, yeah, because it's still a duality world that has manifesting happening. It is occurring. Now, am I approaching it in my life the same way I used to or viewing it as real or as seriously as I used to? 
Hell no, 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 no. After the experiences I've had this summer, nothing could be taken that seriously anymore. But that doesn't mean that while still in the body, in duality, I'm not still observing the physics of this reality play out. I'm not still in awareness of how to be in harmony with this reality rather than fighting this reality or resisting the reality that's here. So you're gonna see such an interesting and I think really beautiful expression of consciousness in this point in time, at this place that I'm at, living life from the integration of so many different facets. And some of them might feel super aligning and right where you're at. And some of them might feel very unaligning and not where you're at. So, you know, it's a buffet, take what you like, leave the rest, or just be like, oh, that's an interesting way this person's choosing to live life. You are a sovereign being, so you can choose to live how it is living through you as your inner voice living through you. Obviously you can live through your mind. Also, we obviously flip-flop back and forth for a really long time anyways, but I'm excited to share these little points with you because there are things that I'm observing and clarifying and also like kind of cutting through a lot faster than I used to. So that hopefully even and how I'm seeing through and letting go so much easier and so much faster than I could have before. Hopefully that's helpful. So let's get started. Number one was I did a holiday party which was not a very big deal, let's be honest. We can only have up to 10 people in Portugal and the rules in Lisbon. So we had a small group of people that were here over this little Thursday night. And what was interesting is the character of Jess hadn't really been in an environment where she could know up to that many people to have an environment like a party. It was just a very interesting experience to be back into something that is so familiar and usual and typical to so many people, including myself when I was younger. When I was living in the house and was married or even after the marriage ended, like those times of living very stably in one place, I easily could have had a little holiday party of 10 people. But after I sold the house and was traveling for so many years, that was a very rare occurrence where I'd ever be in one place for a long enough period of time to meet that many people and then be able to invite them to a party where they'd all show up at the same time. Like that is just when you're traveling out of a suitcase or living places for just a few months at a time, not the easiest thing for the way that I lived. I was very nomadic and also going very within myself a lot of the time, or let's be honest, dating a lot of the time, trying to find my life partner without success on that. But the thing about it was I didn't have large groups of people in my life, especially in real physical flesh. So this is such an interesting thing. It's such a normal thing so many people have, but something that the little character of Jess just just has not had for four and a half years. So what I've noticed and observed about the character of Jess as I've come into a more stable way of living right now in this season of my life is that the awareness of all of these people at one time is a lot for my consciousness to take in. And while I'm still integrating into this deeper perception of this reality, the mind is obviously still very attuned to the old way of seeing things and the way of being in the world. And so after the party, as I was cleaning up and into the morning after that, so Thursday night into Friday morning, I started to observe that the mind was really getting tangled up. And normally I don't have a lot of tangles now. Life is pretty free and flowing and smooth. Yes, there are little hookups. Yes, there are little like things that the mind will get a little attached to, but then I see through it and know it's not real. And then I let it go. And then boom, it's like a lot easier to detangle the mind. But this one was noticeable. Had all of the people from the party, it started to reflect even after the party is as cleaning up the plates and the glasses going, well, did they have a good time? 
did they like me? I mean, I knew that they liked me. I invited them to the party, but then I was like, but did they still like me? Did they like me at the party? Were they enjoying each other? Did they enjoy the food? Did I have the right food? I just watched a plethora of questions that the mind had about people's experience. And then I started going through each person and kind of going into, well, did they enjoy this party? Or what did they think of that other person they hadn't met before? Or what did those two people talk about? Or blah, 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 blah. So I just started watching all of that and especially was noticing that it would actually project the mind wondering what they thought about me based on having the party. Now, this is something when I'm one-on-one with people, that's usually my mind's preference or personality preference is to be one-on-one with people. I'm not usually a big party person. I am very extroverted and I have a lot of energy as you know, and I love talking to, you know, who knows? It doesn't even matter. The amount of people doesn't scare me. I don't have public fear of speaking at all. But when it comes to personal interactions in my personal life, I prefer one-on-one because you can go deeper and you can have this really in-depth connection with the other person where if you're in a party space, it's just harder to have something of substance or depth to be discussed because you're just in a loud space, things are changing constantly, and there's so much stuff going on. So typically I'm not a party person, but hosting, it was fun to make it pretty. It was fun to make the cheese board. It was fun to kind of prepare for everyone and make the space. I loved welcoming people into my apartment. I loved all of that. But then the whole interaction, socially speaking, at the end, I was just kind of a little mental mess. And so I started going, okay, all right, the mind was getting all trapped in the plot of each of these stories, okay? So if you think of each person as a TV show, this is what's coming through me right now. Think of each person as like the Chris show, the Mary show, the Matt show. So each one, everyone's creating their own reality. Their own unique point of consciousness is truly creating their own reality. You're creating your own reality. I'm just a just TV show in your reality. You're creating your own reality and everyone else has their own version of you in their TV show reality. So I was getting all wrapped up in all these different TV shows and wondering how the Jess character came across in their TV show. And what I noticed is instead of trying to get all wrapped up into whether this made us closer or further apart because of this experience. Normally, I never have to think about this because I only am with one person at a time. I know how it went. I'm not worried about it. And I continue on. And I usually have a deep connection that's very palpable and felt. But when it's too big, I couldn't really know how it felt. It was projecting. And so then I started going deeper after I got tangled, tangled, tangled in the mind about it. I was like, okay, what is the mind doing? Okay. So this is what I want to share with you guys if this feels fun, is interesting to you because this is everything when it comes to the mind and getting out of the traps of the mind, okay? So when the mind wants to look at the thoughts streaming through the mind and wants to actually manage, what did the Chris show think about me? What did the Matt show think about me? What did the Mary show think about me? And what should I do next to make sure the show continues as the mind of Jess would like it to go? Oh my goodness. That is a recipe for disaster. So if you're in the holidays and you're going back home or with friends or not even going home and you're not with friends because of the COVID rules wherever you are, I had to go, okay, stop worrying about the people and the storylines and the TV shows. Go deeper. What was the mind of Jess doing that was creating all this mess? Because the mind wanted to look at the actions, behaviors, and experiences of Jess. 
Was she in her heart enough? Was she being kind enough? Was she the best hostess that she could have been? Was she too stressed out when Matt came over and she was getting ready and was kind of stressed by the time of everything? Did that affect him? Blah, 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 right? That's all the plot of the TV shows. Go deeper. So what I did as I went deeper is what is the mind running when it's thinking all those thoughts? What is the mind doing when those thoughts are occurring? What is the program that's creating that reality, that stream of consciousness, that stream of thought? What I realized was I had to name it because when I could see it, then it couldn't control me. So as long as the mind was stuck in the plots and the planning and all that stuff, it couldn't stop it. It was trying to manage it. It was trying to manipulate it. It was trying to, you know, obviously go forward into projecting of the future based on the past, blah, blah, blah. But then I saw it and it dropped. It was looping. I just had to name it. So name it anything you want. Whenever you notice the mind program going on, I'll give you another one that I did years and years ago, also in a second, but it was a looping. The mind was looping. So it wasn't about, did I upset Matt by being frustrated and not frustrated at him, just kind of flustered. I would say I was flustered by the perception that there wasn't going to be enough time to get ready. I've been running around all day trying to get things done. And I normally don't have that kind of rushed feeling in my life anymore. So that was kind of like, oh gosh, like here I am running around like trying to get everything ready and assemble before people come. And he was just there to be helpful and you know, help me get everything ready. But I was kind of in the mind in this flustered state. So instead of worrying about all of that, I watched what the mind was doing in this example about Matt or any of the people because it was happening in so many different directions. It was very clear. I couldn't micromanage this pattern in my mind. I called it looping. What I saw the mind doing, I observed the mind and all of that rigmarole, it was projecting the mind into the body mind of the other person in this little example, Matt, and then looking back from a fake Matt's eyes back at Jess. Can you see there was looping? So I was going, the mind was leaping out of the body of Jess, so to speak, into the body of Matt, so to speak, and then looking back at Jess. So it's like, how did Matt see Jess? That's what it was doing. So it's looping back on itself. Do you see how the mind of Jess was looking about and projecting? How did the mind of Matt think about Jess? So Jess should feel, the mind was doing, however she thought Matt was feeling in her projection about Jess. And Jess is going to feel, the mind is going to feel whatever it was feeling through him. You get that? Like that's looping. That's the word I'm using for it. Call it whatever you want. But it's looping. It's leaping out of itself, creating an imaginary Matt, because it's not really Matt. (laughs) Matt, I don't know what Matt. Matt might have just gone, okay, she was kind of stressed out. People get stressed out all the time. It could have been nothing. Or he could have had a beanbag from his mom being stressed out before a party, and he could have been super triggered by my reaction just because it felt familiar to some pain in his own life. I don't know. But I certainly didn't even think all of those possibilities at the time. I was just trying to project what my mind said. Oh, no, I know what he was thinking, X, Y, Z, and then looking back at the me, and it was making this whole drama. Now, add that by about 10, (laughs) 10 different loops. It was like a whole echo chamber of crazy mirror reflections that had nothing to do with reality because the mind, as much as it was trying to figure out what people felt, had no honest clue has no reality clue on what they were thinking whatsoever. So I was sitting there that night and the next morning, trapped and drowning in all of these plot stories until I could see that all the plot stories and dramas that were ensuing in the mind about them were only because my mind was looping. And once I could see the looping thing and see how insane that is, 
it dropped. I got out of it. It went away when I saw the mechanism the mind was creating to create the drama unfolding. So this is what I want to say for you guys with the holidays. I think this is kind of a nice time for this because if you have family members, oh my goodness, the long history people have with their family members, immediate or extended, is usually their entire lives. So if you are in these moments with people and you're looping into your family members or friends, whoever it is, and then trying to project and come back into yourself and then feel a certain way or act a certain way from the mind, trying to manage this loop perception, that is a bunch of drama. So watch if your mind is looping and just watch that it's looping, that it's insane, that you actually don't even know. Like this is an imaginary person you've created. It's not the real person. You will never truly know from the mind perspective of you what the other person's mind is thinking of you. You will never, they can tell you what they think of you, but that could be a lie or it could be an exaggeration or even their interpretation of that is different than how your mind interprets what they say. So even if they are honest with you, there's still even your own mind then taking what they say, taking that feedback and then filtering it through its own belief system anyways. So you're never going to truly know how that other TV show is truly seeing you in their TV show because also they have a bunch of beanbags and their own things too, and you as well. So everybody's kind of seeing through these distorted lenses, especially when emotions from the past are involved and being projected onto a now moment. And especially with family members over long periods of time, those beanbags could have been created by the people you're staring at in this lifetime. So there is a lot, a lot, a lot of projection and looping going on. So if you can notice that, watch how the mind is doing that and just watch the activity, watch the loop, watch how insane that is. It will get you deeper than the plot. It will get you deeper than the actions. It will get you deeper than the storyline. And if it's truly seen for what it is, and it may not be right now, and that's okay. It may be a few years. It may be lifetimes. Who knows? But eventually there will be a clarity about seeing that looping and how insane that is. And it'll just dissolve. Like it can't stay under the weight of awareness for very long. And also watch how your mind will try to drag you back into the plot, back into the drama, back into the story and say, no, but, uh, but, 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 whatever it's going to say that says, nope, this looping, if you see it there, it'll try to drag you into the plot and the story and the vibrational continuance of the momentum it's created. It feeds off of this stuff. It loves the drama. That's what creates the mind's continuation of all of this stuff when humanity and karmic wheels. Like this is continued because the drama continues in the mind machine. So if you want it to drop and you want to find that peace beyond the situation, it doesn't mean you find peace in the sense of like, the situation is super peaceful. It doesn't mean that that person suddenly is super peaceful and easy to get along with. It just means you find a piece deeper than the plot and the story they're looping. And you can also observe, are they looping you in their own life? Are they treating you a different way? And you'll notice that when they're looping, I notice it with my own mind, there's kind of a fakeness about people when they're looping. Because what they're doing is controlling their behavior and their actions and their energy to you in a way they think will create a positive or favorable outcome, most likely, for you and for them, that you'll think well of them. But have you ever noticed when people are doing that, they're trying so hard to please you that you notice, and you could even have massive compassion for it, but sometimes you can also kind of be turned off by it. It's because they're not being authentically within their own 
experience. They're looping through a perception of you and trying to control your experience of them. And you don't want to be conned. You don't want to be, you know, controlled in that way, even though they're not trying to control you in a manipulative often way. They're not probably doing this with evil gleams in their eyes. They're probably doing it with like anxious beanbags in their bodies. So that usually does not create that real safety and stability and peace and like connection with someone. So also have massive compassion when you watch that in someone else. That's all they're doing. They don't have no awareness of it. They probably got some emotional beanbags, as I call those, those old emotional energy patterns stuck in their system. They're projecting it onto you. And then they're acting all around you, just like I was thinking after the party. But then once I could see the looping, it dropped. I could not sustain the awareness of that was what was happening and think the plot was real. I realized there was no way my mind was ever going to know what plot was truly real. So then it couldn't put any energy into it. It would be insane to put energy into something it knew it could never make truly real. Okay, so excited to share that one with you guys. And like I said, hopefully with the time frame of the holidays, it's useful. The next thing I want to share is a very interesting thing that happened once I dropped the looping, energy rebalanced, energy restored, dropped that drama kept living my life. That Friday afternoon, I had a very interesting series of events happen. I had no idea this would occur, but I am so fascinated by it and I'm excited to share it right now with you because the resolution or like the continuation of these events is still, you know, TBD to be continued. We don't know what's going to happen next, but I want to share what happened at that point and how that was interpreted through this little critter called Jess. Okay, so it's kind of a regular Friday. If you looked at the calendar, I had a viewing of an apartment in the afternoon and I had a facial laser appointment a little bit later in the day. Those were the day's events that I had on the calendar. So my mind didn't really know what would happen, but had those two things to do. So per usual, I often go to a cafe, have some lattes, do a little bit of reading if I feel like it, just kind of do any emails that might need to be done, just kind of enjoy my midday, have a meal or a snack if I want to, et cetera. So I go to this cafe, loved it, Cafe Sal, go there a lot, had a cafe, had a latte, I think I might've had a salad or something. And then eventually I got the feeling, and this is where I'm kind of living this intuitive feeling life. Like I get the urges, let's call them that. I get the urges to do certain things. So one of the things I had done recently was got my hair colored. And this actually might be something to talk about too later on. I won't make the story about this specifically, but uh, I've been going lighter and lighter over the last year with my hair color just for fun. I always used to previously go darker. Why not go a bit lighter? So I've been enjoying like playing with like shades of lighter color in the hair, but also had a little interesting journey with, you know, finding the right color and not damaging it, blah, blah, blah. So it's been kind of a fun, random thing to do during my days. And uh, one of the things I had recently done that week is got it colored, but it was lightened in this really beautiful way with some clay. I didn't even know you could lighten your hair with clay. I'd never heard of that, but it's much healthier apparently than bleach. So I was very happy about that as well. And the thing was, I love where the color and lightness was, but the color as it came out wasn't toned at all. And so it kind of, he said it was beige, but I really looked at it on my face and complexion and just felt it felt a bit yellow. And so I wanted to tone it down. I wanted to tone it to a more neutral light color, not such a yellow, warm light color. The girls listening to this will understand this, but anyways, this is on my mind. And so I was thinking, you know, I threw out my old brush that was years and years old a while back, and I've just been getting blowouts here in the city. 
which is just kind of like getting your nails done. I do it twice a week and it just is something that I enjoy doing. So I haven't had a brush and I thought, you know what, this might be the time. Maybe I'll go. I had a purple shampoo from Hawaii that I got during the COVID times where you couldn't go to salons. And it was a really good, strong purple shampoo. My friend Mary had been borrowing it. So I was like, Mary, bring it to the showing of the apartment this afternoon and I'll use it tonight. But I was thinking, okay, if I wash my own hair, I need a brush to actually dry it and get it looking nice afterwards. I know this is so silly, but just watch how things happen. Okay. So I'm finally, for the first time after months and months of not having a brush, deciding I'm going to go get a brush. And so I look up, I think I was going to go to Chiado, which is where a shopping center is. And I was like, okay, I'll probably find a brush over there. But on the way between Cafe Sao and Chiado, in the shopping center, I was like, I'm going to look out for a salon. And if I see a salon that has brushes that I can see in the window or a salon that I feel like going into and seeing if they have a brush, I'll get a brush. So as I turn the corner, I'm like walking 100, 200 meters outside of this cafe, kind of for the first time scanning for brushes in salons, which is something I never, ever pay attention to is where salons are while I'm walking around the city or where brushes in salons might be as I can see through the windows. But as I'm observing and just having fun as I'm walking over, I see one of the guys from an old salon that I used to go to standing in a totally different salon in a totally different part of the city. His name is Tomas. And I was like, Tomas, what are you doing here? Because I could have walked by him if I was not looking for a brush at that exact moment in a salon. I would have just walked by the salon, probably not paid attention to who is actually in the salon. And I definitely wouldn't have expected to see Tomas. But there was Tomas. I was like, Tomas, what are you doing here? I thought you were working at the other salon. He transitioned to a different salon because the other one wanted him full-time. And this one, he could work part-time while he was in school for costume design. And so he was at this new salon that was right where I was standing. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I got to show him the new highlights I received. And I said, yeah, what do you think? And he goes, yeah, it definitely needs to be toned. (laughs) He's like, no doubt about it, too yellow. But your home shampoo, because I told him I was going to use my home shampoo that night, he goes, won't probably do a very good job or not as strong as what you actually need. And it could make it a bit splotchy. So I was like, well, okay, cool. Good to know. Thankfully, I had this, you know, a professional opinion. After all this journey with the hair, I wanted to give it the best shot it could. And so I said, well, is there any time right now? I had an hour before the apartment viewing. And I said, can you do it now? He talks with his other cohort and they like talk, talk, talk. And I'm like, okay, this is like maybe a bit of a stretch. I mean, do they have enough time? I mean, they've got a salon, they've got other bookings. I've only got an hour to get the toner and then style the hair and get out of there and make it in time for the appointment. And they talk, talk, and then they say yes. So all of a sudden, instead of me doing it, and I was satisfied at the time thinking this will be fine if I do it myself. All of a sudden, I'm getting the professional toner that it really needs to get to the really right color that I really wanted it at with someone that I already know and like and trust. And all of a sudden, I walk out of that an hour later with the toned hair exactly as I wanted it. It was an amazing manifestation. I mean, I didn't even need to get the brush. It was kind of like my inner voice is like, yeah, you don't even need to do that. Like even that idea of you having to do it yourself, I honestly do enjoy getting my hair blown out. And it's something that I love supporting the stylists that do it. I love getting it done. I love having it look nice. I love only doing it twice a week and not having my hair washed very frequently. It's just something that I've enjoyed, but I had, you know, let go of that in order to just get this toning. But here I am an hour later, magically hair toned, all done so much faster than just walking to get the brush. Okay. So I head over straight over with the beautiful hair to the viewing. Now I want to share a bit about the viewing. So you guys have context to this. I have, as I shared in the last week's episode, looked at so many apartments in Lisbon. It's laughable. I mean, 
probably over 20 to 30 viewings in person walk through. Maybe not, but it feels like a billion because my entire life lately has been looking at Idealista, which is a website for looking for apartments and flats to buy and purchase and renovate land, you name it. If you want to buy something property-wise, this is where you go. And so I have spent half of my days for the last several months looking on this site for properties and all different shapes and sizes. I've looked at little ones. I've looked at big ones. I've looked at ones on the beach house countrysides. I've looked at them on Avenida Libertad, which is super, super fancy. I've looked at them in Processos Flores, my favorite area. You name it. I have observed it and I have gone to so many viewings. And my dear friend, Mary, is a real estate agent here in Lisbon. And so she's been my entree into going to all of these viewings as well. So she's been my partner in all of this. And we eventually had this idea. At first, it was just find my favorite place in Lisbon. Then I was thinking, well, maybe I want to have a place in the countryside near the beach and a place in Lisbon. So maybe I get a smaller place in Lisbon than I would have first chosen, and then I'll maybe get a beach house. So then we looked at smaller places than I was first looking at. And then after not really finding places out in the countryside yet or small places in the city that felt right, I was kind of back to the drawing board and all of a sudden was thinking, well, what if I looked at these bigger beauties, these bigger, beautiful units that need total renovation, but maybe with all of that square meters, I could potentially make a rental unit for you guys in the lively community. And I was like, well, that could like offset some of the mortgage and be a cool thing that you guys would be able to appreciate as well. And someone else, if I later sold it, could maybe use it as an Airbnb or a mother-in-law suite, you name it. So this was our new idea. And so we went to this building that I've seen on the website, Idealista, for months and months. And I always was, you know, looking at it. And I was like, well, it's huge and it's expensive before the renovations even begin. So I'd always avoided looking at it or taking it seriously. But I did love the location. I did love the light. I did love the grandeur. So there's a lot to like about it, but also the size, the price just kind of kept me from really seriously considering it when I had other potentials in mind. But after checking all the other boxes and not finding anything that flowed, this was kind of my new idea. And I was, to be honest, really excited all week to go see this viewing. So we go, we see it. There was three units in the building, and this was even an interesting set of flow. So I'm coming off of my magical toning with Tomas in a totally different salon that I knew him to be in. Magic, magic, magic. Go there. There are two units on this third floor and one unit on the first floor. So we look at the first floor unit and I liked it, but it was honestly cavernous. The ceilings were like five meters tall. It was very echoey. It was like being in the sound of music if it needed full renovations. And it was not as big as the sound of music house, but the ceilings and the grandeur were so magnificent, but also a little bit echoey. And I was like, all right, this is much bigger and grander than the other ones. But I was like, maybe this is just like kind of Goldilocks, like this is too big. And actually we found out after we looked at that one that we had looked at the wrong unit. We looked at the left side unit instead of the right side unit. So while we were looking at the left side unit, the right side unit had been open, open, open the door. And then we came out and we closed the door and then tried to open it when we realized we were in the wrong unit and we could not get the other door to open. It was literally locked and it was so bizarre because it had been open the entire time we were wandering around the left side. The right side was open until we walked out, then it got shut and then we could not open it to actually see it. Now, as they're fumbling with the door and having no idea why all of a sudden it was not working, I just saw so clearly, okay, I'm in flow, that door is locked, don't waste our time on it. That was very clearly the 
feeling and the experience I was getting from that one. So I said, let's just go to the third floor and see the other two units. Basically, the left side's pretty similar to the right. There's not going to be too much different about it. So let's go upstairs. So we go upstairs and we go into this one and it's the one. It is the one. It has loads of light. It's not nearly as echoey as the first floor one. The ceilings are still very tall, but not nearly as echoey and mausoleum-like as the first one. And so I just, like the light, you could see the bridge from there. There's balconies off the bedroom and the living area. So balconies on both sides of the building. You could just... Oh, it was so magnificent. It truly was. It even had the perfect second door to walk into for the rental unit. We would have turned into a spot for you guys. It was like, check, 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 check. It was very clearly the one. And then the third one that we went and we did check it was across the way from that one. But again, it was just, it did not energetically feel right. And it didn't have the light and the lightness that I loved about the second one. The second one did need tons of work. It actually had been turned into, from a house hundreds of years ago, into an office building in more recent years. And now it's just kind of in shambles waiting to be restored back to its beautiful original shape or into something new. And so that one was obviously the one. So I'm ready to put an offer in. I feel really good about it. Everyone's like, yes, yes, yes. This is so great. Wonderful. And I'm in like, you know, of course the epic alignment from the hair thing. It's just like flow, 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 flow. I'm like, oh, that's why the one was locked is because this is the one and we didn't waste any more time on that time. And then I had a facial appointment. And so I had to rush off. I left Mary and the real estate agent and everyone. And I said, okay, so let's do the next steps. Let's put in the offer and let's get an engineer to come in and look at the property and tell me more about what we need to know about the flooring and the ceiling and all of the works that need to be done. And then we'll get an architect in to actually start to plan out where the walls would need to go, what we need to take down, et cetera, to make the right flow and the finishes, et cetera. So I go off to this facial thing. I'm slightly hungry and slightly low blood sugar because of all this adventure and time. And as I get to this facial salon, the lady at the front desk goes, oh, would you like some water and this like locally sourced baked brownie with low sugar, but super delicious? And I'm like, well, yes, I would. And again, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just check, check, check. I've like honestly was in such a high state of alignment, so to speak, that I was just like amazed. And I was excited to have this facial thing. So it was a laser. I don't even know the name of the laser, but it helps with the texture of your face. I had never done a laser before, but my best friend Maggie is a dermatologist back in the United States, and she loves lasers in terms of the results that they give her clients. And the person I've been seeing here for my skin in Lisbon had said and recommended the same thing for my skin. So I was there, very excited to give it a shot. And so I'm just like enjoying, oh, I remember then I was sitting in the waiting room thinking, oh, well, it'd be nice to get that perfume that I smelled and tried and... I was like, but I don't have time to grab it because I was in such a rush from the last viewing. So I was like, there's a boutique for this beauty clinic that also has high-end like Aesop and other types of brands. And they had this perfume I wanted to try. It's called Mosquito by a perfume line called Comporta. And I really enjoyed that perfume. And I was thinking one day I'd like to get that, but I guess I don't have time. And then the doctor was actually busy with another person. So I said to the lady in the waiting room, can I go down and just like grab that perfume and like buy it and come back up. And she goes, oh yeah, sure. So even that I got to do, which I had let go and I thought it'd be fun, but I let it go. So I'm just like, literally it's like hitting it out of the park. It's like if I was playing basketball, I was just swooshing every single basketball. Everything was flowing into place. 
Okay, so I come back up, get the perfume, everything works out, the doctor's ready to see me, I go in, she puts a little numbing cream on my face, and then she starts the laser, and she's like a really wonderful person and super awesome. But the laser, I will be honest, it was painful. (laughs) It was painful. I didn't end up having any downtime or anything, but the laser light goes so deep into the dermis that it's it's painful, even with the numbing cream. So I asked her to put some more numbing cream on the other half of my face, which was helpful, but it still was, it was, it was better. You could tell where the double layer of cream was at and where it wasn't a double layer of cream. Cause I could still feel the pain through the single layer of cream wherever the double layer wasn't thickly applied. But anyways, I got through the whole thing, but by the end, this was interesting. I started crying and I've never cried through any type of like facial type of thing like this before. But I just like literally was like crying, like weeping. And it was weird because it wasn't even at the time that she was using the laser. It was after the laser was over. I was just crying and crying. And she was so sweet, just like me in a beanbag session with a client, just wiping my tears saying, it's okay, it's okay. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. It's not even hurting now. It's just so funny looking back on it. But there's a lot of weeping and a lot of like release. So anyways, I thought, well, that's not very aligning, but even that pain wasn't painful. It wasn't a suffering type of pain. It was like a physical pain, but I was in such alignment from the whole afternoon that I was still even excited to have the laser results. I wasn't even phased by it. So after that appointment, I went in the Uber and was going home and I was asking Mary, hey, how's it going with the offer that we're putting in? And as I was asking her and texting her, I also just out of curiosity, went over to Idalista to look at the property on the listing again, just to see the pictures again and get excited about it. And it was gone from Idalista. It's like, well, that's weird. So then I went to the listing agent site and I looked at it there and it was like the price was taken off and it said sold. And I was like, well, that's weird. Let's say there are two things have happened either. They've taken it off from me, how kind of them and how aligning that they've taken it off the website already. Or something's happened to this property that we weren't aware of an hour ago. So I get a call from Mary in the Uber. And she's kind of like trying to prepare me and sit me down to like, you know, she's like, how are you doing? And like, you know, asking about the laser and stuff. And then she goes, you know, it turns out today, after months and months and months of being on the website, that today two other people saw it as well. And in the morning, one of the women that saw it fell in love with it and put an offer to like reserve the property at asking price was going in to do that. So we didn't know that, or I was not alerted to that while we were looking. Mary obviously didn't know, or we would have had a totally different experience of viewing it, but that's what happened. And then someone else had seen it too, and also been interested in it. So Mary was like preparing me. She's like, okay, if you're going to do that, here's the next step. Like we need you to send it in writing over that you want to actually get this too. And you want to be in the running for it. And that you're willing to put in the 10,000 that would be the reservation fee if she doesn't pay or if she drops out for whatever reason. And so Mary is like my closest friend here in Lisbon. And she's like doing her best to like be the best real estate agent slash friend in the world, you know, letting me know these are the steps to take. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know, she's like in that, like trying to save it for me so that I'm second in line instead of third in line for this property. But here I am having, well, first of all, (laughs) just the best afternoon, most alignment I honestly of synchronicities and alignments I've almost ever, ever seen. I know those things sound silly and little, but to my life and to the timing and the little desires and the frequency and the the alignment, I was just like, wow, this is one of those really rare, very long streaks of alignment. And what I noticed was that she was sitting there trying to help me get it, 
But I let it go. It was very shocking probably a bit to her, but I was like, no, like, okay, thank you for telling me, but I know the property that's right for me won't feel like a rush. And I had just seen it an hour ago. I had not talked to an engineer to know more about the building and the structural difficulties and implications. I hadn't talked to an architect. For me to just slap some money down, site basically barely seen without knowing more about the renovation needs and all that kind of stuff and the renovation prices, I just felt it was too soon. It was like I went on a one of those speed datings. <laughs> I went on a speed date and then someone's like, okay, someone, two other people are interested in him. Do you want to marry him? Choose right now and let me know if you want to be second in line. And I was like, well, I don't know. I liked him, but I, I need to get to know him better. This just feels a bit premature. And I had not had a feeling of marriage, so to speak, to this house at the time. I liked it. I loved it. There was, it's hard not to like it. <laughs> Let's be fair. It is beautiful and has so much potential. But I didn't have a knowingness that was at all costs run in and grab this thing from someone else's hands. What I saw was very similar to the locked door on the first floor that was like, don't go in here. Don't spend your time on this one. Keep going. It was so clear to me that that property had sat on the market for so long. And the fact that two other people were trying to get it the same day I saw it. And had I seen it on Thursday, I would have gotten it. But Friday in the afternoon, I didn't get it. I was just like, nope, it's not meant to be. I don't know why. Of course I like it. Of course I'd love it. Of course it has all of these potentials that seem so perfect. It's not negating those things. But what I knew is very Abrahamic, Abraham Hicks, is if the road to where you're going is not fun, neither will the destination. And I have held to that so strongly in my life, but also especially with properties. And I also remember Clotilde on the Lively Show and her inner voice saying, the bud, saying, if she had waited on her house property, she bought it in a rush. And so as the result of that frequency that she purchased it in, which was rushed to get it, to get the best thing she could imagine, she had a rush result the rest of the time with that property. And so I knew this one was feeling obviously like a rush or a struggle. And I was like, no, no, if this place is meant to be mine, that woman may not put her offer down and the other person may not too. And then I'll be able to come in in a slower way. And obviously someone else with their inner voice leading them in a different direction would totally have every like alignment to that property. It just was what I saw was this is probably not my property. Or if it's going to be my property, it'll happen in a calmer, smoother way. So that is really interesting. I think it was also easier to stay super in alignment because of my amazing magical alignment streak of that afternoon. I just saw that this was also in alignment. Like this was not out of alignment, that this was a part, a continuation of the alignment. It wasn't like, oh, the buck stops here. Like, oh, the alignment fell over by the time I got done with the facial and I found out about the listing. No. And even the tears, you could say, well, just that laser appointment you had, but sounded pretty painful. Jesus. Well, remember when I said that like a few minutes after the laser was over, I was crying. I felt like at the time it was a bit intense, but even the doctor was like, you know what? Sometimes the tears come after the thing that's happening. So that's not unusual where they may not be in pain, but the body's crying or, you know, releasing. But I actually, looking back on it, I have a feeling, and it doesn't really matter, but I actually have a feeling that Mary was speaking to the other agents about the situation at around that exact point in time. So while I was sitting in the appointment, she was you know, on the phone with the real estate agents and finding out about all the details about this other person's offer and what the next steps would be. She was there without my awareness at all being there. But here I was in my little part of the world 
crying and releasing. And so actually, if you've ever had a good cry and you just like release the pent up energy and then you can't get as emotionally distraught by something because you've already let it out, you've let out emotion. I felt like it was like a pre, pre-release. Like obviously the trigger was the laser appointment, but the reality was that that was an alignment too, to release that energy and to actually cry at that point made it so much easier to stay calm and emptied and relaxed when she told me the news about 15 minutes later. What a gift. So the entire afternoon, tears and all, and the offer being not for me and all was all in alignment. It was all in alignment. The only thing the mind years ago would have seen is that those two things weren't in alignment because tears don't feel good. But I can even tell you the doctor was like so compassionate, so loving. And because of all my own clients, I've helped through emotional beanbags. I was like, oh, there's nothing wrong for me crying in front of her. She's being so kind and so loving. So I was like, there's nothing wrong about that. It felt good to release. And then here it was. It was like a pre-release to something that I didn't even have to release afterwards. I did go home and I did do a little bit of more crying, but there was no story. There was no trigger. It was just like emotion was moving through the body, but there was no big, wow, what is me? Low is me. I just said, this only means there's a better spot or better place for me to be. And I don't know what it is yet, but this is a gift. This is like, obviously the odds would have been in my favor to get that place after months and months of it being on the market. The odds would have, if it was meant to be, that it would still have been available. But that day for it to be taken away, taken off as an opportunity, that's alignment just in a different way than what my mind can see so far. So there we go, guys. There you have it. Those are some of those things observe when things seem to go. Obviously, everything that happens that the mind would observe as not in quote unquote alignment is actually aligning you to something new that you can't see yet. So that's always, always, always true, but it's even easier to see that that is true when you have a streak of really positive as the mind understands them things happening. And then those things come in. It's not coming in out of a randomness per se. It could also be in alignment as well, just in a different way than your mind knows to expect or prepare for. So there you guys have it, a little bit of looping and a little bit of manifesting. And I'm sure we'll talk about the differences over time of like my previous manifesting versus now. Now it's just like a preference. Like it was my preference to have that nice place. It was my preference that maybe if I had a big, beautiful place that we could have a rental part of it to be rented out. It was my preferences, but they weren't attachments. And so they're so much easier to let go of. Like these are little ideas. They'd be nice to have, but they're not requirements for my peace and joy. Or they're not, you know, my life is not hinging upon them nearly like they used to be. So there is still a loose and light amount of manifesting and allowing, but the ease of letting things go, the ease of being open, the ease of saying, I don't know, and surrendering and seeing what comes next instead is so much more liberating than how I previously used to be so structured and focused on the only outcome my mind could imagine and thinking that my manifesting was good or bad, quote unquote, or was effective or not based on whether or not I manifested the thing the mind specifically was imagining to manifest without any variance or variation. Anyways, there you guys have it. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season, or if you're hearing this after the holidays are over, I hope you're having a wonderful time whenever, wherever you are. And until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today.